Hey everyone, this is Grace Grind and Growth, the podcast. And today I would like to introduce my first guest. Her name is Gabrielle Daunton. And she is a junior in political science and philosophy with a minor in environmental science. Um, and she's from Fayetteville. So I'll let Gabby say hey and speak a little bit about herself, her passions, and what she's into. Hey everyone, my name's like they just said, Gabrielle, but um, you can call me Gabby if you ever happen to see me. Um, yeah, I study political science and philosophy, hoping to get into environmental law. Um, in my spare time, I do some photography and I run a lot. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I don't do that much. <laughs> yeah, she spends like 23 hours of her day doing everything, in my opinion. Just working. Yeah, definitely work. Work to live, you know. <laughs> or live to work. That's your motto. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Gabby and I today are going to um, talk a little bit about the hardships of being in college. Um, Gabby actually has some personal experiences that um, have led us to title this podcast When Giving Your All Is Not Enough. Because as college students, we do face rejection. We do face um, opportunities that we thought we wanted that weren't given to us or that we maybe didn't um, plan to go the way that they did. And I thought that Gabby would be an amazing person to speak to that just because of some of the stuff that she's experienced um, since we've been in college together. So before we get started, I did want to give a little bit of background. Gabby was actually my first college roommate yeah. in our university. Um, we have a little program that's like a transition program that allows a few hundred college students to move into campus early the summer before you start your freshman year. And Gabby and I both did that program, and we were roommates together. Yep. It was a, it was a good time. I actually liked my first college roommate. How many people can say that? Yeah, and mind <laughs> you, we were completely random, so we were both just, like, high school seniors. We had probably graduated, like, a week before the program started. Um, our families moved us in, and then they were just like, peace out, like, enjoy college. And we made it work. And somehow, we're still friends to this day. I know that a lot of students aren't fortunate enough to say that they enjoyed or had great experiences with their random roommates, but our friendship lives to tell our story. So that's awesome. Um, I told Gabby, like, probably very prematurely that we, would be, <laughs> that we would be lifelong friends. And I have kept my end of the bargain, and uh, she just acts accordingly. She so. did not just say lifelong <laughs> friend. She said, I'm going to be the maid of honor at your wedding. I mean, and but... As a col like, as a new freshman in college, <laughs> I thought she was nuts. I was like, wow, crazy. But I, she was here. I mean, I guess you were fair. right. Gabby's getting married in like two years. Yeah, so. yeah, but I wasn't when you said this, so it was especially weird. Okay, but you're dating the same guy, so basically I saw it in the cards, okay? Um, <laughs> so Gabby's getting married in like two years after we graduate. She's already engaged. So as far as I know, I'm one for one. Like, I'm 100% stats right now. So anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know how we became friends. I don't know, like, what our turning point was or not turning point, but like what solidified our friendship, but um Gabby is definitely like, that tried and true friend. You know, she's been here literally from the jump since I started oh, college. Thank you. And I'm very fortunate to have her, so I'm very happy to have her as my first guest. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on from the sappiness and into the hardship. Um, so as many of us can attest, college, like I said before, um, you get presented with a lot of opportunities. And I think that a lot of people do an amazing job of showing how 
success should look maybe on instagram um just via their linkedin professionally you always hear the great side of things right when someone applies for that internship and they're saying hey i'm working for this large company hey i'm going out for the summer to work at this um large business or corporation and i get to do all these awesome things but they don't necessarily show you the behind the scenes they don't show you the rejection letters and they also don't show you the failures that they usually would rather take by themselves at home um so with that being said, I definitely wanted to just have a, someone else's outside of mine for once um, personal account of just how difficult college can be and how we can um, help prepare other students for and this. Bounce back, most importantly. Yes, resilience is extremely <laughs> important because you're going to get knocked down. If anyone has ever told you that college is easy or that you're always going to get exactly what you want or what you sought out to do, sorry, but they lied. I don't um, think anyone has ever said that. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. You never know where people come from and yeah. what they were. They're like, this is um, going to be a cakewalk. You've got it. Right. Like, it's not It's not always as easy as it looks. Um, and we just want to help you be prepared for that and set you up so that you're aware of all the possibilities, even though we hope for the best, of course. Yeah. Sounds good? Yeah. Okay. So, um First question, what is your, can you give us a little bit of background to your personal experience of um, a time you've experienced like a hardship or a hard situation? Yeah, definitely the biggest one was I ran for a student body vice president um, of this very large institution uh, last semester. Um, came in third, was really expecting to win, if I'm honest, I please be honest. I play to win. <laughs> I'm very competitive, but not only that, I'd been in student government like since we were freshmen. Like I think I came into college, and I told you these are the things I'm going to do because I'm a planner. Yep, and you had I'm that planner. such a planner. And you had like the little calligraphy pens, and you would write everything down. Yep. Like I'm like I'm gonna get to college. I'm gonna be in student government. I'm going to run club cross country, and I'm yep. going to have a 4.0. One of those things didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're great. So but, um, uh, um, so I came in. I always wanted to be in student government. So Deja actually helped me run my freshman year. She did all my talking, and she did it the second year. I would and, love to say that I just, you know, pursued that actively but she had I to would do a lot of work <laughs> hunt her down I'd yes like, i'll supply the chalk i'll bring water i'll get you lunch just do it okay but i mean you did it you're a good friend but <laughs> yeah, in my defense i am it the sucks. type of friend yeah it was like a lot of physical labor like we were outside in the sun and our campus is very large and i'm out here sweating to write like vote for gabby i like, appreciate all it and i won campus. every time except for the last one when you didn't chalk maybe that's where i went wrong you know what? I didn't <laughs> talk because I had classes, so priorities. You have no, other friends. But none are artistic like you. Well, but um, getting back on the subject, <laughs> <laughs> I ran for student body vice president with one of my best friends. We had a combined five years of experience. Um, seemed to be, like, well-liked. People really liked our platform. And in the end, we didn't win. And it was super disappointing because... Why I didn't go into it expecting to run for student body vice president, I just felt like the two years that I spent in student government had, had like, gone to waste. Yeah, they had all, cum- I don't even know how to say it, cumulated, cumulated, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to cut that out. Yeah, well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> they all like 
come together and like I was supposed to be student body, like vice president, like that was it. I was like, let's start on the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I feel like that's an understatement. Yeah, I fell off the grid. <laughs> so, you did absolutely, like, fall off the grid. Gabby's usually a very busy person, so it's not normal. I mean, it's typical for her to, like, not always be everywhere all the time. Or visibly everywhere all the time, because you know that she's somewhere doing something. Um, but even, like, from my perspective i just remember calling you and like i facetimed you because i was like you know like she's not just gonna get me off the phone and like rush me away so i was like let me facetime her and i was like talking to a ceiling in a dark room. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, like, i was like you were in, in your bed dark, yeah and bed. i was just like oh my gosh like i don't <laughs> think i realized I how about that. <laughs> no i remember that because i was like i've never seen her like this before like gabby is very resilient and she i don't think i realized how bad you wanted it until after you didn't get it i don't think i realized how bad i wanted it until i didn't get it either okay if that makes sense so for you um hardship or rejection from an opportunity that you really wanted look like you staying to yourself and um just like being in your own space and like dealing with the fact that you didn't um receive something you set out to um take on you know but for someone else in a similar situation what would you recommend that their friends do to support them because I feel like I was like oh my gosh I don't know what to do like I remember calling my mom while I was like at the dining hall like mom Gabby's like super upset and I don't know what to do like I don't I genuinely did not know how to be a friend in that time like I didn't know how to support you I think that it depends on the type of person I also think that it's okay to be like upset but like if it's been like a couple weeks and like you're still moping around like you probably need to step in as a friend but um some friends and like myself being included in this Mm -hmm. like really value like self-reflection and like taking some time and like the separation yeah thinking about what happened while some other people might like when their friends like call them and come over and like they cry together and eat some ice cream like that's never been me so i First, it depends on the person. Um, I think it did one of the better jobs of supporting me because you, like, maintained enough distance where I was okay. But, like, I also knew that if I needed you, you would be there. While some people, like, I fell off the grid and in response, they fell off the grid and, like, we didn't Mm -hmm. talk for, like, months. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I saw them and they're like, oh, hey, like, you're doing better. And I'm like, yeah, like, where you been the last Right, like, thanks for nothing. Okay. But, so... Um, I feel like that maintaining like a healthy balance of like letting them do their own thing, but like still letting them know you're there for them mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Okay. Well, thank you. Now I know for any potential future reference, even though I hope that there isn't oh, any yeah. future. I feel like I gotta go off the grid at least once a year. No, I didn't do it freshman year. That's not true. No, I was gonna say that was the first time I've ever like seen you take something so hard. Yep. Um, Okay, so at what point were you, or was there a shift where you were just like, okay, you've got to get yourself together, you've got to get over it, and what did that look like if that did happen to you? Like most great things in my life, I can attribute it to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Well, I think it was like after like a week or so, and I was like, oh, like I just wasted so much time and like money because you know, like running a campaign, it's like Expensive. it should be cheaper so more people could do it, but it's not. Um, so I was really lucky to get to even run, but I was like, I've wasted all this money, like I've wasted these two years, like all the work I've done, and. Is going to like disappear. Like, there's no telling like what all the projects I was working on is going, what's going to like come of them. And she was like, "Dude, get over yourself." And I was like, "What? Like, excuse me?" And she's like, "The two, the work you did over the two years is still there. Like, you lost. Like, but think about how many people would like not even run or wouldn't get the opportunity to run and wouldn't be willing to put themselves out there." And she's like. I consider even running for student body vice president at a school a of over 30,000 a success. She's like, you're looking at it like wrong. You're looking at it like all the things I've done don't matter because I didn't get this one opportunity when really you've had like a great ride and it didn't pan out the way that you wanted, but you still achieved so many goals that you set out to do. Definitely. Um, and just to go back to what Gabby just said, um, we are at a very large university. So with a university um, that has over 35,000 students. Gabby was one of eight people, four teams that um, ran. So it was definitely a very courageous thing. And I didn't think that you took that into account, like, at all. Because I personally, like, if that's your thing, like, you know, I support you in every way. But, like, I don't know that I would have the courage to do that. Or, like, you know, to, like, actively campaign and be like, hey, you should vote for me. And then, like, have people ask me, like, why should I vote for you? Or yeah. what are you doing for me or, like, my campus and our community? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's very courageous. And I'm glad that you – or I'm glad that she said that to you so that you could consider it from that perspective. Um, but in addition to that, I know that there was a point where we were talking. And you were – one day we were talking and we were doing homework in the student union. And you were just like, you know what? I'm really glad this happened because now I have time to do this, this, that, and I can do this. And you're like, you're already getting excited about overloading your plate. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we don't need all 24 hours of your day taking. You still have the same 24. But, like, what shift or I guess what changed internally that you were just like, maybe this isn't so bad after all? Like, you took the rejection as redirection. And why did you do that? Um, Well, I think I just noticed that it like took up a lot of my time and I didn't get to do as many things as I wanted to do or as many different things as I wanted to do so once I had because like student government might as well be like a full-time job like I had meetings every night I yeah worked on the weekends Mm -hmm. it's like unpaid though so (laughs) so not a job but volunteer okay yeah pretty much I volunteered my time for two years like all of it and um so I'd like never really I'd had like one internship like off campus I didn't really travel off campus which I think is like one of the bigger mistakes I made during my freshman year or my first two years well I feel like realistically most college students aren't allowed to have cars their freshman year our university you can obviously um if you apply and you get one but uh, other ones they like don't say so much the but rule, yeah. I feel like I we live in like the capital city so there's like so, so many things to, to do. do you could like go work for the government like you could go work in an engineering company like and I feel like I definitely didn't use those resources to the best of my ability or get the most out of those resources also 
I didn't use the other resources on campus as much because I was always there. So as soon as I didn't have to, I started, like, just exploring other options and centers at the university, like, groups I could go to. I joined a photography club, which is something I never would have had time to do. Um, And I think it just went from there. I, like, realized I wasn't making as much time for things that I really liked and weren't school-related as I, like, should have been. Yeah. So when I got to do those things... I was just like, all right, well, now I do them, so I don't want to stop doing them. So that's how I redirected myself. I and I also, like, went and talked to other adults on campus. And, like, because I don't think I even knew what I wanted to do, which, by the way, is not anything in politics, I don't think, which is really <laughs> funny to say. Because six months ago, I would have told you that I'd probably, law school. Be, yeah, probably be going to law school. Don't know about that. Um, but, um, yeah, just realizing that, like, the plan that I set out for myself from freshman year, like, didn't have to be, like, picture perfect. It wasn't going to be, like, a straight, like, climb up the mountain. Like, you would have to stop and take breaks, or sometimes you would plateau, and then you could start climbing again, but, like, it wasn't going to be like a straight shot. So realizing that. And I think that it's um, important for a lot of college students to accept that and allow that to happen. Like mm-hmm. the, the map that you used, um, your high school senior self used to get to college is not necessarily the same map that you're going to have when you reach your treasure chest. Like your route might be different, but you're still going to get to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, I think that someone like me could benefit <laughs> from like listening to how you, um, talk to yourself through situations like that like how did you after um, deciding that you know you wanted to do um, photography and Mm -hmm. I remember you were talking about learning Adobe and you bought Lightroom and like all these things how did you begin to prioritize um, your new um, interest because you were kind of like okay now that that happened I don't want to do much more with SG student Mm -hmm. government but I do want to get into these things. And you had so many interests because, like, everything was put on the back burner for student government. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you prioritize, like, getting back into what Gabby wanted to do? Um, I just made time for it, really. Um, which wasn't hard because I had lots of time. After. (laughs) Yeah, after the election, I had tons of time. Um, and I just put all my resources into doing those things. Um, Like, I didn't own a camera, but I wanted to take photos. I bought a camera on a whim, which was, like, not smart. (laughs) An expensive camera (laughs) on a whim. That's the keyword you're missing. Yeah, it was, like, not, like, very smart, but also I think it was, like, a passionate decision. Mm -hmm. So maybe, like, being less worried about things that I... I other people have been telling me that I should be focusing on and just focusing on things that I want to focus on, which made, like, a world of difference because I worked, like, nonstop and I had a job and I, now I got another job. <laughs> but, but I also planned, like, a day off where I don't work at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, just making time for things that you like and kind of almost... Tuning out, because, like, especially when you live on campus, which 
is what's really hard about the first couple of years. You always feel like you have to be doing something school related. At least I did because you're like sitting here and you've got like these massive libraries surrounding you and like all your friends are snapping from the studio about all the homework you're doing, but you're trying to watch Netflix in your room and you're like, I'm not taking advantage. Yeah. Everyone else is out like studying and using the library and going to meetings for co-ops. Like, what am I doing? Like, I, so like, I think it provides like a much needed separation between school and like regular life, which, it, absolutely. which is just as important. Absolutely. Um, but I don't even remember the question. <laughs> it's, well, basically what I took from that is that like, it was about prioritizing your interests after you began to have more time. And I think yeah. that you hit it right on the head when you um, spoke to buying a camera. It wasn't necessarily the most financially responsible idea at the time because you know you didn't really plan for it or budget it um but it was like more so um like passion driven right it was passion driven and like emotionally rewarding so i think that it was like monetarily worth more than what you spent on the camera because you've been into it ever since and i also think that it's like it's really easy to like lose something and then like throw yourself right back into like the world of academia like go in and be like a research fellow or something but I think the time that I took away which my falling off the grid since that's what we appear to be calling it um, you named it that I sure did <laughs> <laughs> I did go off the grid though um I think that taking that time like kept me from jumping right back into the same like cycle where I like planned out fill up all of, all of my hours. day and yep. filled every hour with every activity that I thought would be like super impressive and like really great. So yeah, just stepping back and like assessing what you really want to do. Cause if I'm honest with myself, I probably like wanted to do photography in like high school, but back then I was like, Oh, well, I got to do all this stuff so I can get into college. And then I got to college and I was like, well, I got to do all this stuff so I can get a job one day. Yeah. And like, if you keep thinking like that, like you're never going to do anything you like. like right. You, <laughs> you don't ever get to exist in the moment either. Yeah. You're just going to like work your life away, which is sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we see people do it all the time. Yeah. That is good. It's like, uh, I feel like you said, like when you're in, like when you're in college, college is your world. Like you're fully um, immersed. immersed in it. Yeah. It's just like, it overtakes you. Like, like you said, you. I feel like everybody, especially as you get further into college, you realize, like, freshman year is like, oh, cool, I live on campus. As a freshman, I feel like it's very beneficial to live on campus. You need the proximity to the resources that college provides you with. You need to be able to get to class on time. You need to um, be able to have your friends and your social networks and stuff, easy access. And, like, mentors. Mentors, too. I feel like it's a great – freshman year, you need that exposure. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year, you need the comfort. So, like, you – now that freshman year you learned it, sophomore year you need to um, work in it. So, like, you need to be able to reach out to your mentor because you have a reason or you have, like, some intention. Um, your friends need to be close to you so that y'all can study together because now you have better study habits than you did your freshman year. Junior year, I feel like it was, okay, so Gabby made a face. <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't right. But um, most people tend to get better, not Amazing, not great, but like better with their study habits as they progress in college. Anyway, not um, me. I'm going the other way. <laughs> stop it. 
Anyway, um, but like what Gabby said is true. Um, I think that we can both attest to the value in being able to live off campus now that we've only been off campus for like a week. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it was like two weeks it, ago. It's made like a world of difference, especially to me personally, because it's like you get that separation from home and school. You get to, it's almost like when someone has a nine to five, you get to clock out and leave work at work and school at school. You get that separation. You get that personal life and that um, work life. You get that distinction. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, forget the value of yeah and they're missing and then they burn out and then it's not pretty absolutely because i've also seen a couple of those and then you then they fall off the grid and you're like how what do i do i don't know you're like what happened to them they used to go here right i literally (laughs) will see someone walking around campus like whoa you still go here what happened to you that's exactly what i say verbatim um okay so Sorry, we just got phones going off to the left and to the right. Yeah, I'm popular. What can I say? You know, I'm trying um, to get like you. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess my – maybe I should just do one last question before going into the closing of the show. Sure. Okay, so how do you feel about, I guess, do you feel like re- this form of rejection, like something so um, – I feel like for you something so big – is necessary to be successful as a college student? Um, And if so, why or why not? I think it's necessary because it's definitely going to happen. (laughs) Like, I don't think I've ever met one person who hasn't, like, applied for something and didn't get it or worked really hard and maybe got a B plus. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Why are we laughing, Gabby? Um, yeah, I'm just a straight B student. <laughs> I have all Bs. She was throwing shade at herself, y'all. I wish she was throwing. Um, it's true though. Okay, Even but though. that's a problem. Pe- some people wish they had. That's true. That's true. Not to negate that you want better for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. More like my advisor told me to get it together, <laughs> which brings us back to mentors. <laughs> mentors that you need. Mentors that challenge you. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Yeah, I think it's it's like a fact of life. And if it doesn't happen in college by like some miracle, you make it through college and you get everything you've ever desired, it will happen when you go to like work or right. go to the workplace. So um, I think it definitely can teach people what they value and what they want out of their lives. If you... Like, for me, maybe if you don't get something, you think about what you really want, you realize, oh, you wouldn't want to be spending your time doing that anyway. Like, you, you'd much rather spend time doing something else, I guess. Not that I didn't want to do it at all, but I feel like it, redirection is good sometimes. And I also think that it's true what they say, that when one door closes, like, another one opens. So if you... Like, you never know what's going to happen. i one of those people who believe that everything happens for, like, a reason. Like, if you didn't get something, it's because something better is waiting for you. Like, there's an opportunity that you are, like, meant to have, like, somewhere in the universe. There's right. your own little spot. So I think that it's definitely necessary. It definitely helps you grow as a person. Like, I've learned more about myself in, like, the last six months than I think I have, like, Almost in my entire life. I've been, like, type A since I came out of the womb. (laughs) So, like, not getting something and working really hard for it 
just made me reevaluate the not the amount of work that I put in, but like you can do your like put in the most and still not get something. So you really have to make sure what you're doing is what you want because yeah is it worth it that's the question and I think sometimes when things don't work out do you think about how much things are worth a lot more Mm -hmm. and how you want to be spending your time and how you're spending your time so yeah I think you definitely have to evaluate like yeah is what you want worth um taking rejection or like countless rejection yeah because you don't get to like it's not like I'm saying like oh, you can do this, but you have to get rejected three times first. Yeah. You know, you, it's not fixed. And, yeah. like, if you really want it, like, they'll reject you and you'll be like, I still want this. And I'm going to do it again. It. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But if they reject you once and you're like, well, I guess that's, it's probably not what you're meant to be doing. Like, yeah, you probably don't want it as badly as you think you do. Agree. I like it. I feel like that's a really good way. That mm-hmm. was a very good last question and answer. I love it. Um, okay, so moving forward um, into the closing of this episode, um, I'm going to hit you with the four, three, two, one because, you know, mm-hmm. generally a bachelor's degree takes more or less four years. That's what they tell you. Five if you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, victory lap, hey. Um, but so if you could give me four words that you would use that um, express your college experience. Um, self-aware. Is that hyphenated? I'm guessing. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's not one word. <laughs> oh. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Self-aware. One word. Um, <laughs> um, passionate. I'll give you another hyphenated one, but uh, you said to describe my college experience? Yeah, or just words that represent your feelings, your um, opportunities, anything. Hectic, but my last word is also, like, it's worth it. That's two words right there, but... I guess you can slide. You're Thank the first you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, okay. uh, I really should have thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so three things that you would tell your younger self or someone in a similar situation. Um, you've got one week to mope. (laughs) (laughs) Seven days and then get back to work. No, I'm joking. Um, That can be one. You still got two more. No, I feel like if you need more than seven days, take your seven days, but reflect and then move forward. There we go. Okay. Um, also nothing is perfect. I know you think you're perfect to my younger self. That's a lie. <laughs> you have many <laughs> flaws, but, you know, you just got to embrace them. And also, life isn't perfect, so just know that there'll be missteps, but you just got to keep going. Like Which it. is kind of like the first one. We're going with the theme. It's, it's a theme. Um, and the last thing I tell myself is... What number are you on? I'm on three. How? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Listen, y'all. I major in a social science. <laughs> you got a lot. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't even remember what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just threw me all off. Um, yeah, I forgot. So I guess that can be number three. Thanks, Deja. <laughs> My apologies. Um, okay, so two things that you'll take away or always remember. Um, 
If it's meant to happen, it'll happen. That's one. Yes. Are you counting for me? Yeah, I'm counting for you, yes. Oh, okay. Um, and then... I remember what my third one now is. Yeah, me. <laughs> but um, two things I'll always remember. Yep. C's do get degrees. True story. <laughs> Very true story. Yep. That's it. Those are the two things you need to remember in college. Yeah. Okay. Um, C's do get degrees, in fact. Um, and then one person who made a difference. Um, especially the last semester with the election, we have someone who works in OIED. I'm oh, saying me. I'm saying this, and I'm now realizing that none of these people on the podcast know what that means. Thank you. So it's the Office of Institutional Equity, Equity and Diversity. Diversity. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and he works there. His name is Reggie Barn. I think he's the director. I believe he is. Yeah. So, um, if he's not, he's, yeah, sorry if he's not. Um, <laughs> if um, he's not, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why is, but, um, yeah, elaborate. During the election, we do go to a PWI, so. An Predominantly I, white institution. Okay, Our school but is, everyone should know that. That's not fair. That's okay, not fair okay, or safe okay. to that's, assume. That's, that's um, true. We go to a pretty acronym-heavy school, so our jargon is full of acronyms and um, we tend to shorthand and abbreviate everything that isn't an acronym. So predominantly white institution is what a PWI is. Yes. So why is um, Reggie born to your one? <laughs> I'm getting to it. So um, I ran with another like woman of color. So obviously it was a ticket with two women of color in a school that's predominantly white. So there was a lot of like, I'll say feedback to say it nicely. Um, that was very modest. Yeah, I I'm doing good. A lot of feedback, a lot of negative reactions, a lot of people who just would never agree with us for like on totally different wavelengths. And so um, when those people like got to me, because I held it together for a majority of the election, but like the day before voting, like you'd be hard pressed to find a candidate that wasn't freaking out. Like, I'm sure everyone's, like, in a room crying somewhere. But uh, in true Gabby fashion, I broke down and cried in the student union. Um, And he was there. (laughs) And we just sat and had a really nice talk about, like, what people expect of you and almost, like, not worrying about their expectations and, like, realizing that some people are never going to agree with you. Like, if I was right every day and everything I said was right, there are still people who would argue me down and say that I was wrong and just accepting that. And also, he was my mentor for this little program we have called Leadership, where you go and you spend a week in, like, the forest. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and um, you learn, like, all these leadership skills and you take a test that tells you about your personality and, like, your style of leadership. And he was my mentor, um always just there to remind me not to be so hard on myself which I'm really hard on myself um and uh remind me that you know like I said it's not like a linear like shot up straight up up to the top like there'll be some hiccups and that that's okay and that that makes you the person you are and uh, you'll probably be better for it if we're honest so 
I like it. Yeah. I remember you um, mentioning that, or maybe it was a time after that, and you were just like, you know what? I'm just very happy to have him. You know, I've shared a few ugly cries. Oh, and yeah. I just can't, I can't even thank him <sighs> enough for that. If you, yeah, you got to find someone you can ugly cry to. That's another key to college. <laughs> ugly cry to Deja, and I ugly cry to Reggie Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna wrap up this episode i'd like to thank gabby on the mic um for joining me today and being my first me. guest I'm, like, I'm so excited i remember being in calculus and talking about how this is an idea but um gabby it was definitely an instrumental um contributor to the reason that i can say that this podcast is as far as it is like it came from um just a thought and a random idea that i like bounced off of her and she was like yeah that's an awesome passion project you should really pursue that yeah. and i don't know you know this podcast probably really wouldn't because we would literally y'all we would sit in calculus every day or like every class and just be like this is not it okay let's talk what are you going to talk <laughs> about okay let's talk about our passion projects and then we would just like go from there not because we weren't interested in calculus and didn't attempt but we that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, it's it did a whole not go podcast. well. So we came up with backup. <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast. But I just want to take the time to thank Gabby on the mic and on the podcast for joining me today and um, being willing to share her story. Hopefully you have a few takeaways or maybe you know someone who can benefit from today's podcast. So please be sure to share, comment, and subscribe. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.